did you want? Um, I I heard that there was a really really cool club down here where people, uh, you know, talk talk about their weeks and what they've been up to. Um, password. I I'm really sorry. I I don't know the password, but I was really hoping to hear a, a couple of queer trans ladies talk about their weeks and and maybe even do some silly voices. It's a very exclusive club. You have the password if you want to get in. I know, I know. I just really want to get in. Like I, I, I heard that they, 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 they do all sorts of character skits and things, and it just really seems like it'd be right up my alley. Can you please make an exception and, and let me get in? Uh, you're not going to cause trouble, are you? I'm not going to cause trouble. I'm not going to cause trouble. All right. Password. It's queer and pleasant strangers. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and do silly voices and skits, and generally just amuse ourselves and hope that it's amusing to other people, even if it's not. Doesn't really bother us, we're just in it to have a, to have a bit of a giggle, aren't we? I mainly do it to make you laugh. I mainly do it to make you laugh. Hey! Exactly, if we make each other laugh, it's all good. And sometimes people are nice about it online, so that's uh, always encouraging. Indeed, if we can make ourselves laugh, and then occasionally someone's like, I was, having a, I was having a bad week, and then I listened to you be silly, and I smiled a bit, that's nice. That's good. How's your week been this week, Jane? Um, it's gone a bit quick. And this it's week's just flown by, hasn't it? It's been a haze of actual adulty things that needed to be done, <laughs> and Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> Hyrule Warriors has been a lot of your week. Yeah. Just, should we talk about it. what we played this week? Should we? Should we do that? I I played some things this week. But do you want to? Do you want to talk more about Hyrule Warriors? Because you played a bunch more of that. I since have last played a bunch week. more Hyrule Warriors. I finished the story mode. That was very good. Yes. So it was nice to play. It's it's a bit sort of back and forth with with the sort of times of things because you sort of go through up to a point with the main characters. And then you sort of link loop right back to the beginning and you see it from the point of view of the antagonists. And then you go way back to the end and after that and you do a whole thing with another antagonist. Like, Plus there's those bits where you stop to do side stories out and every now and then about Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. So how are you getting on with that adventure mode? Um I'm mm, there's a lot to that. <laughs> there is a butt ton to that. Um my, I mean the main thing is once I finished the story mode it was sort of as you go into a character's select screen it was now showing you question marks for missing characters yeah. as opposed to previously it just sort of popped them in as you'd unlock yeah them. i think it added a bunch of question marks for what was it the dlc characters i think um I, or the I ones mean, that were I, dlc in the previous releases i, I think i am led to believe that is the case but not having played the originals i could not say um but yes it was very very good really enjoyed that um and i've, I've unlocked all but two of the dlc characters now um i think that's someone from link between worlds you go yeah yeah and toon zelda Okay, so well, I've got most of them now. I'm, I would I'm, like a Toon Zelda amiibo. Uh, that would be pretty hacking cool. That would be I'm, good. I'm really glad that you've been enjoying this game mechanically so much after finishing the story mode. Mm, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I still, you know, try and do like half an hour in the morning <laughs> before going out and and doing uh, a bit of adventure mode because those little uh, challenge modes are, are just very quick little bite-sized bits. You can yeah. usually do sort of two or three of those. Of a morning, it's usually like kill two bosses within eighteen minutes, and I can usually do it in sort of five to ten minutes. And 
yeah. other stuff. And there's um, yeah, I've I've mainly been playing it for the characters, but now I'm I'm starting to get the gist that there's more um, costumes to find, and the costumes might be quite interesting to have. I I feel like this is kind of taking the place in your gaming life where Binding of Isaac was for me for a few weeks, where it's like. I don't feel like starting anything new, but I'll play a little bit more of this thing that I'm enjoying. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. You've played lots of things this week. I've played a bunch of things. Everything's review embargo is coming up this week. So yeah, busy, yeah. Busy gal. So at the time that we like record this, some of those embargoes aren't up yet, but they'll be up by the time that this goes live. So we can it's... talk about it. We can today. talk about them. Just Jane, shh, don't tell anyone. You're doing the zip mouth thing. mouth lip. Thing. So I'll start with the one I've probably played the most of this week, which is Detroit Beyond Human. Become, Become human. human. That's I'm thinking of uh, what was it? Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls. I'm, I'm getting all my David Cage games muddled up. It's Detroit Become Human, which is the new game by uh, Quantic Dream, which are the studio that did Fahrenheit. What was Fahrenheit called in America? It was Indigo Prophecy. Indigo Prophecy. They did Heavy Rain. Press uh, Jason. Yes, press X to Jason. 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 Not quite um, that, but that's <laughs> it's yeah. You lose it's your son at one point, and you just shout, shout a lot of Jasons. Jason. Yeah. So for anyone who's not played any of the Quantic Dream games, they tend to be very like narrative focused games where you make you make choices about what to say, you make choices about what to do, you do some quick time events to do the thing successfully. Very cinematic. Yeah, like lots of like that's a very pretty animation I'm seeing of a person doing a thing. I have feelings. Continue. Um, this is the company that, that likes emotions so much. Emotions. They have a wall in their studio that just has the word emotions written in really big letters. It's kind of hilarious. How many polygons does it have? Yes, more, more polygons, polygons with more, more emotions. emotions. <laughs> um, so generally, Quantic Dream games, I find I have to be like very caveat heavy with. I'm like, uh, yeah, I very much enjoy their games, but the sex like, is awkward. There's usually like, oh, there's an awkward, unnecessary, slightly rapey sex scene, mm. or like, just like there's usually like the odd couple of scenes where I'm like, ah, oh, that's not great. Mm. This one avoided a lot of that. Um, the whole plot of Detroit is basically we're about twenty years in the future. Androids exist. They're meant to not be able to like choose to do things on their own that they're not programmed to, but some of them start being able to do that, and it's basically the humans going. Nah, you're broken. If, if you're having emotions and thinking, robot, you're broken. You're not meant to do that. We're going to take you in and disassemble you. And the robot's going, Do you hear the androids sing? Sing the, the song of angry bots. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty much robot lame is, and I <laughs> love it for that. Um, you play through, like, three consecutive stories of, like, different androids that are basically, like, here is Android trying to help child escape from bad situation, and here is Android Detective who's trying to track down the androids, but, you know, might end up being good, who knows? And yeah, you just go through making a bunch of choices. There were some really tough moral choices in that game that I, I really enjoyed. I watched you playing. I sat and agonised about choices. <laughs> you like, did. What, what do I do? You paused oh. and agonised while I was like, killing things. <laughs> <laughs> um, that looks very pretty, by the way. I'm killing things. Yeah. By, by the time you hear this, there should be like a two and a half thousand word write-up that I did on, about this on Kotaki UK, where I go into a bit more depth. But exactly. if you like story-driven games, this is... A very, very nice story-driven game about overcoming oppression and being like, no, screw you, society that's going to try and, you know, tell me I shouldn't have rights. We won't have rights. 
Mm. And I quite like that in a game. You've got to fight for your right to party. Yeah, you got to fight for your right to party and or exist if you're an android. Or, you know, trans or... Oh, wait, sorry, yes. we're talking about the game still. Yeah, yeah, it's... So, the, the there are times where the game definitely, like, makes allusions to, like, ah, this is about trans people. But there's also times that it's like, ah, it's... A, okay, right it's now analog it's... analogue for racism. It's analogue for, like, slavery in America of black people. Or, oops, uh-huh. now it's being an analogue for the Holocaust. That's like it, it. It throws a wide net of like, hey, let's just talk about our discriminations, bad, huh? It's it's oddly refreshing in this day and age to see like, oh, these things were bad. And that shouldn't be refreshing to see no, in media. No, that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be a refreshing change. No, but depressingly, it is. Yeah. So yeah, Detroit Become Human. I really enjoyed it. I've played it through like most of two times and. I'm really heckin' excited to, like, play more of it. Mm. I'm gonna take a little break, I'm gonna come back to it in a couple of weeks and see some more of the branching narratives I didn't see. see some, see some more. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you play anything else this week? I played Suicide Guy. Yeah, so I got code for this and I gave it to you because I was like, I, I feel like this game ain't gonna be for me. And I get the impression it ain't for you either. Uh, to be fair, I've only played two levels. I played two levels and went, nah. And bear in mind, those two levels are like a minute each. So That's how much I was like, this game. Yeah. Like, so the, the way you described it to me was basically puzzle game where a person has to like... They're, they're, wake themselves up. Yeah, they have to wake themselves up, otherwise something bad will happen. And the way to wake themselves yeah, but, up is to yeah. commit suicide in their dream. Okay, so like the 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 you were originally presented uh, just this rooftop, yeah, with nothing really to do, nothing to interact with much, and then there's like a wooden diving board off the side of the building. <laughs> there is literally nothing to do, so eventually you do sort of just go. Well, I guess I walk off the side then, <laughs> and plummet to the ground. The next thing you know, this quite badly designed character is is waking up. It's very. It's a bit more rounded, but it's got that sort of 90s era 3D yeah. uh, art models. <laughs> um, and and immediately your character then goes to the, the kitchen, grabs a bottle of beer, start, has a couple of sips, and then falls asleep on the couch. And then you sort of get this inside of brain view of the character, just going, wah, wah, wah. we have to wake up before the beer spills. There's, I don't think there's any speech. Yeah, um, it, it's like, it's a bit like watching Egon and Donkey with that, where they just go sort of. Oh, oh, hmm. Yeah, here's here's like my my only takeaway about this game is, yeah, I guess it's better because you're not actually killing yourself; it's all in your dream. I guess, but it's, a it's bit still of distance like, behind it. But it's, it's it's still. I mean, I I'm not super into the idea of playing a game where it's like, haha, isn't it funny that we're making you kill yourself over and over? Yeah, much as much That's... as I hate the, to use the words because yeah. um, you know I think they've destroyed. I, I, I think they've destroyed it for it. It is quite triggering. I, I think that this is a legitimate use case for us both to use that term because we're both people with histories where we're like, oh. Yeah. yeah, that puts my brain in a headspace that is yeah, deeply I, uncomfortable. I, I've had many, many suicide attempts, and, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm, same. I'm, I'm bound to bump into something that's very me in this game. Yeah, I. So the the first one, as I said, was was jumping off the building. The second one is you're on a train. Yeah, you have to work out a way to kill yourself. 
And yeah. that involves finding a way off of the train. Then I was like, well, I guess jumping off the train at speed will probably be enough to kill me. Nope. So then you get off the train, you stand on the tracks, and you wait for the train to wrap around the map and come back again. Ah, this is not a game for me. No, so basically it's it's how quickly can you find a way to kill yourself. And as I say, I, I played those two levels and went, I don't oh, need this in my you, life. You did better than me. I saw the title and was like, this ain't gonna be for me. Yeah, so that was depressing. Please tell us something more happy. Uh, I don't know about more happy, but I played <laughs> Dark Souls Remastered. <laughs> uh, so there's not a huge amount to say about this. Uh, I got a copy of Dark Souls Remastered on PS4. It's not the kind of like top-down remake that a lot of people were expecting, where it's like everything is immensely better. This is like, it's not going to blow you out the water if you've played the PC version with a bunch of mods and stuff and DX fix. It's basically just the basic Dark Souls updated to work on modern consoles. They fixed some stuff like Blight Town no longer lags horribly. It looks a little bit nicer. That's basically all there really is to it. It's it's easier to do multiplayer now because they have dedicated servers and you can put a password in to play with like another player you know rather than just playing with random people. It's, there are still points where it visually looks rough around the edges where you go, hey... Yeah, this is clearly a polished up old game, not a new game. Because they updated the textures, they didn't update the um, the models, did they? Yeah, I believe so. And even then, there's still stuff like draw distances are still not great. Like you get weird amounts of pop in, or if you like, if you look at an area from a distance, it's all like very blurry and textures have loaded out. And there are artifacts of the fact that this is a seven-year-old game. Back in my day, we would have used a bit of fogging to hide all that. Oh, yes, yes. So, it's, if you're a console player, it is the best way to play Dark Souls. If you already have Dark Souls on PC with DS Vix, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit better, but not like so much that you have to rush out and get it. It's basically just polished up Dark Souls. Do we have a price on it yet? Uh, I think it's like 30 quid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm honestly like, yeah, I started playing it. I'm happy to wait until the Switch version happens because I, I won't play Dark Souls on train journeys. So, uh, I played a bit of that. What about you? Did you play anything else? No. Oh, Hyrule when... Warriors is very important. <laughs> I played a lot of that. Uh, I'd, I'd have stopped to play more Hyrule Warriors with you if it wasn't for having to review all the games. That's true. Uh, so the other one that I played some of this week was uh, Mike Bithell's new game, Quarantine Circular, uh-huh. which, as of recording this, released like two hours ago, but I, I got it. Yeah. He, he did the thing he did with Subsurface Circular where he just was like, there's a new game that's out now. And the two are related in the same universe. They're sort of in the same universe. If you've played Subsurface Circular, there's like one throwaway line I found where it's like, oh, okay, let's talk about Subsurface Circular. Um, But it's like, you could play this as its own completely disconnected thing. Mm -hmm. But But perhaps there is a a Bithelverse that is... There does seem to be a Bithelverse, or at the very least, a Circularverse. I think it's a Bithelverse. I'm pretty sure that Subsurface referenced Volume, which I think referenced Thomas Was Alone. So I think they're all in the same universe. Yeah. But uh, Quarantine Circular, basically, it's a very short game. It's like under a couple of hours. It's a a narrative text adventure with like nice 3D graphics to show you what's going on. There's branching narratives. Um, 
you can play as multiple different characters throughout the story, and the whole idea is that aliens have just landed on Earth for the first time, and you have one of them locked up in a restraining collar inside a circle, and it's like, if you leave the circle, you get shocked. And basically, it's humans going like, hey, it's an alien, what are we gonna do? Um it's not a treat a foreign species. It, it's certainly not. So, the, the whole... On the most basic level, the whole theme of the game is basically like, humans, learn to trust stuff you don't understand. Yeah, violent bastards. Kind of a thing. Um, But basically, you start off playing as like a translation expert that's trying to make some language communication happen so that you can communicate with this creature. Then you switch to the perspective of the alien and you start trying to communicate with the humans. And you go through like five or six different character perspectives just having conversations, choosing how to deal with situations, and trying to, with the very limited time you have, work out a way to deal with a problem that arises. Um, what I think is done better in this than something like Detroit Become Human that we talked about earlier, is that this does a better job of creating like a very believable near future. Uh, Detroit is very, like, you got to take some leaps to be like, oh yeah, 20 years from now we'll, we will have androids and society will have already gotten ahead to this point. And... Yeah, it's a bit like the whole, um, in the far off future of 1999. Exactly, it does, yeah. a bit, it does a little bit of that. 20 years is not quite long enough for the future that Detroit claims we're going to have. Yeah, but Subsurface Circular does a much better job, because like... The world of subsurface... Uh, I keep saying subsurface circular. A quarantine, quarantine circular. I've, I've had to say the word circular too many times today. It's lost all meaning. Um, quarantine circular's like vision of future Earth like 20, 30 years from now is basically we over-relied on antibiotics and never bothered to really find a good renewable replacement. And as soon as like one disease happened that was like, oh... All the antibiotics for this don't work. Humanity feels personally attacked by this content. Yeah, pretty much. Humanity was very quickly like, "Oh no, we we all we all face a mass extinction if we don't deal with this quick." Because Yay. we 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 found antibiotics and went, "They work. Let's use them for everything forever." Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, look up antibiotic resistance and why that's a problem. Don't you don't. Don't need the no. sad in your life. It's 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 terrifying. It's terrifying. Well, look it up to then go. Oh yeah, let's let's put funding into not that. Yeah. So if anyone listening to this has vast amounts of funds and thinks they can probably go go help with that, that'd be nice. It'd be slightly yeah. better than spending it on hypersonic missiles and fucking off to the moon with your accumulated wealth. Wait, what? Sorry. Yeah. Fucking car! I slip casually into rant every morning. <laughs> I love you for that. It's, it's beautiful. I love you. Here comes the um, anti-capitalist. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a short game. There's multiple endings. I very much enjoyed the writing. I thought it was a pretty well-grounded near future. Hmm. I'm I'm a fan of Quarantine Circulars. Nice nice little game. It's a rumble. It's it's nice to find a game that you can complete in one sitting and go. Yeah, I finished that. That's good. Don't have to don't have to think about coming back to that. For- Work and done and done. Well, actually, I, yeah, I think I think that's us done on the games. Oh no, I meant like yeah, you could just sort of I go just and. Done. Well, also with that, I think we're done. Two nervous nerds go on a date with the aid of fate dice. 
Okay, let's see how this date's gonna start. Roll my dice. Um, so that's plus two and two minus. So that's a zero overall. Um, on on my introduction to you. So um, was that a, a mixed success? So that's that's, yeah. that's a fail. Uh, hi 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 hi. I'm saying hi too many times. Hi. Uh, I'm gonna roll to be arriving on time. Oh, plus That's three. Plus three. I, uh, I I arrive on time and I remember the uh, bunch of piranha plant flowers that I made out of oh. perla beads oh. that I've made for you. That's really cute. <laughs> um, um, be- because I I I very I know you enjoyed the, the Mario's. Uh, I roll the dice to see whether I remember to bring a gift to the date. Uh, uh, plus two. Yes. Plus two is a success. And what kind of success is plus two? Just a success. Just a success. I did remember to bring you a gift. I'm guessing in that case it's not amazing. Uh, I just brought you. I brought you some some chocolates, but they're in a box shaped like an NES controller. Oh, thank you so oh, much. Nice. That's really sweet. Should we uh, should we head along to the the uh, restaurant? Yeah, let's roll to see what the what the dinner's like. Okay, so. Uh... That's uh, minus three. Uh, they. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have. Uh, we do not have any recorded uh, booking for you two nerds. So I'm afraid I cannot let you in. Um, I'm gonna roll the dice to see whether I can cook dinner for you on this date based on recipes I found in Cooking Mama. How does that go? Uh, plus one. Plus one. Success. It's a relatively basic um, recipe. I, I I boot up Cooking Mama. It has a recipe for omelette. I make an omelette. We have some omelette together. It's pretty alright. I uh, roll to make small talk during the dinner. That's oh, a minus three. Minus I tell three. you about the time I shit myself in primary school. In high, <laughs> in high school. Minus three. That's a big fail. Um, in order to try and break the tension... I am going to try and tell a bad story as well, in the hopes that it'll break the tension and that we can laugh about it. Uh, plus... Neutral, neutral, neutral. Plus okay, one! Plus, plus okay, one! Yeah. Okay, I, I tell a story. It's not nearly as awkward as your story, but, like, it's awkward enough that it makes you feel a little less anxious about having told a terrible story. Okay, I am paranoid that I've never done this before and I don't know how things are going, but I'm too scared to say anything. So I uh, roll intuition to see how things are doing uh, beyond my own paranoia. That's uh, a zero. Uh, I have no idea. If anything, I'm more confused than I was when I before I rolled that. And I just start going, um, uh, um, In order to try and break the, uh, the tension, but also to provide some meta-commentary in the hopes that it'll make you feel better once you realise that you are just a character in a little skit we're doing... I roll the dice in 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 the day. I'm I'm rolling the dice in the day, and and I'm gonna try and acknowledge it and be like, I'm rolling the dice because we're in a skit about rolling dice. Gotcha. You get what I'm doing? Plus two success. I success. We are aware that we're in a skit, <laughs> and we um, suddenly feel a lot less awkward because ah, if this date goes badly, it's it's fine. I roll to smooch you and kiss your elbow. It's very awkward. <laughs> I roll to end this skit and see how it ends. Ah, you failed at, failed at resolving yeah, this skit. The end of this skit was alright. Yeah. Because a zero is fine. Canonically, the end of this skit just sort of peters out now. Yeah. Yeah. I think the dice back that up. Yeah. Well. 
This is what we do on nerdy days. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's sufficiently awkwardly petered out. Well done. <laughs> Inside the offices of Electronic Actisoft. Alright, come in, come in, come in, come in. Hi, how, how what's, what's, uh, what are we, what are we on today? Ah, uh, so, 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 we, we, we've been here in Battle Royale, Battle Royale. New, new thing, everyone's doing it. New Call of Duty's not gonna have a single player except in Battle Royale. So, we need to take popular franchises, work out how we can put Battle Royales in them. Sure, sure. So, so, I, I wanna, I wanna give us one to kick us off. I wanna yeah. give us one to kick yeah. us off. Wii Sports. How do we make Wii Sports into a Battle Royale? Um, well, I, I, we, we've got, um, that big island where all of the, 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 uh, the Wii Sports Oh, Woohoo Island, Woohoo Island. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll probably set it on Woohoo Island. We'll have, uh, all of the, the, the Miis paragliding in, and, um, then they'll pick up various weapons from around the islands. But they're all sports tools, right? Like, yeah, you pick yeah, up yeah. a golf club, you pick up a... a golf a, club, a bowling ball. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be real good. And, well, obviously, you know, being a, a, a sports game, we're gonna have to throw in, like, the, the, the sort of cameos from... There'll be, like, a Mario face on a wall somewhere, something like that. I, I reckon, I reckon one more thing. We got sure. this sorted. We got this sorted. Whichever of you fails in the battle royale, you don't get inside the circle quick enough. Yeah, your me's deleted. Grandma, her her me's deleted. She got to remake her me. Yeah. Stay in the circle. Sure. I mean that sounds good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Well, what we do next? What we do next? Okay. So, um, I'm thinking, you know, something that's uh, probably never been considered before. Something, you know, something the kids will really get into because uh, yeah, a lot of the problem with uh. The uh, more adult ones, like the PUBGs and the and the uh, the Fortnite, they're a, they're a little bit uh, a little too violent. So we want to make something a bit more cutesy for the kids. So I suggest Viver Pinata Royale. Oh, oh, how do you envision this going? I suggest that they uh, there are various pinata based uh, uh, characters, and you just knock the sweets out of them, and the last one to uh, have any sweets, and then get within the progressively smaller gardens. Um, the, maybe maybe the hedges are sort of closing in. See, I got I got a, I got an alternative so- sure, s- sure. solution for you on this. So yeah. what I'm going to suggest is uh, you play as the pinatas. Sure. And instead of the circle being like a storm or something, yeah. it's children with sticks circle in a big circle coming in. You're a you got, fucking genius. You got to stay inside the circle or you get smashed by the kids. Alright, alright, so next game I got on sure, here. I've sure. been thinking about this one for a while. Nintendo Labo. That's that's been a popular thing recently. Yeah. yeah so here's yeah. how we make it we make it into a battle royale. Right. You and your friends, you all sit around in a circle making your, your cardboard pianos and whatnot. Yeah. Inside the box, there's a mechanical hammer. Sure. If you don't complete the steps fast enough, if you're the slowest player on completing the steps on your, your cardboard piano, hammer comes down, smashes your piano. Sure. Only the last one, the one who makes that piano quickest, gets to have their piano. Sure, that's that's brilliant. Um, I would suggest maybe uh, how are we gonna keep them in the room? Is there gonna be some kind of uh, locking mechanism, labo that attaches like a sash? Oh, yeah, yeah. To the no, door? Like the first thing you assemble in this box is the the uh, the the one thing in the box that's not made out of cardboard is the metal lock you put around your door that stops you leaving until you've completed the challenge. Yeah, cool. So we'll stick some kind of sash jammer in there. That'll be brilliant. Yeah, yeah that'll yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then obviously if if it all fails, we could you know maybe introduce some kind of poison gas uh, add-on in there that'll just yeah. launch into the room. 
Uh, you got any more ideas? Uh, no, I think that's that's probably me done on this. I one. think that's good. We, we we're going to get some some battle royales in these modes. It's going to be we're going to make all the money. Totally. So, <gasps> what have you looked at with your eyes? What have I looked at with my eyes this week? Well. We looked at a thing with our eyes together last night. We did. I thought, I've not watched a lot this week. Let's bugger off to the cinema so that we can talk about something on tomorrow's so, episode. Yeah, we... This is the funding I put into this show. <laughs> so we went and watched uh, We went and watched Deadpool 2. We will acknowledge up front, we are aware TJ Miller is a giant shitbag. Yep. Thankfully, he's not in too much of the movie, and it doesn't sound like he's going to be welcome if a sequel happens soon. Yeah. So putting aside the fact that TJ Miller's in it and just like, ignoring that fact because occasionally we just have to watch a thing with a shitty person in it and yeah. go yeah you're shitty but i need to enjoy something i had to see a retweet from nadine doris today so i think Ooh. i can cope with uh, yes. tj miller by comparison so we're aware tj miller is a shit bag <laughs> and he, he did not add anything to my enjoyment of this movie but it's generally a pretty good film yeah. I, I thought it was a very, like, well-paced sequel. Yeah. It, it didn't, like, overstretch itself, trying to be, like, bigger and bigger than the previous. I haven't laughed that much for a considerable amount of time. It, it was generally, like, pretty good with the social consciousness of its uh, humour. Yeah, I would... I I mean, I, I had one problem with the line right near the beginning. Yeah, it's... Um, but even that's... Right, right. Okay, I, I think I don't think it's a spoiler that at some point, um, a boy or a girl is mentioned, yes. and it felt like an opening that Deadpool might like, be like, on. "Hey, everyone!" After the shit you got for the ice yeah. mel wang line the, in the last film, the, the you worst... could have gone so. Well, that's, oh. The thing is, if the worst complaint we have about yeah. the social stuff in that film was she didn't include that, non-binary yeah, they didn't, people, they didn't reference intersex and non-binary people when given an opportunity, is the biggest complaint I have. I think they're pretty well keeping that film like yeah. funny as heck without yeah. like yeah. punching down. Yep, yep. They, um, they did. They did good. I particularly, I very much like the um, James Bond style intro. Oh yeah, and I don't like James Bond. So. I, I, I think they did a very good job of like not being afraid to let a joke be missed. Like, they were willing to be subtle with a joke and just yeah. leave it hanging and yeah. be like, if you notice it's happening, that's great. If you don't, we're not gonna stress yeah. it would just let a joke be subtle and yeah. take the risk it gets missed yeah that that the the musical cue uh, oh. the, 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 it's a it's actually a character's theme i found yes. out later um like that that bit is it's playing for about some 20 or 30 seconds before i sort of went hang on <laughs> i think we at the same moment realized oh there's words happening <laughs> there, there are words and they're not in latin <laughs> Um, but like, on top of that, I thought it was like it had a well thought out plot mm -hmm. that was like interesting, went places. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was like sincere and sweet and like genuinely heartfelt. Yeah, I, I nearly cried a couple of times, I, but they came in with that levity. Just the right I, I did not expect them to tell like that sincere of like a good heartfelt story yeah. in a Deadpool. Yeah. He continues to be silly and funny. Mm. I loved all of the scenes with uh, Domino. Yeah, Domino's brilliant. More uh, of Domino, please. Dom Domino, the, I char look forward to next the character you may have seen in trailers as just very lucky. Oh, they're fucking good. It's got different coloured eyes. I wanted to see... Do I'm Watching this film made me sad that there's no more Dirk Gently happening because this felt like the action hero equivalent of a Dirk Gently character. 
of like, ah, oh, just yeah. in the right place at the right time, it all works itself out. Yeah, I, I want to see more de- more Domino. I'm, I was a little bit sad we didn't get to see as much Negasonic. Yeah. The trailer seemed to imply that there was going to be a lot of Negasonic and, um, what's her name? Yukio? Yukio. Yeah. Or something along that line. Um, yeah, I... I the fact that they were introduced and then nothing was really done with them was a bit of a shame, but yeah. I I heckin I enjoyed that film. Soon. I mean I don't I don't know anything about cable, so that was a bit of a, a new one on me. Um I I think cables uh Cyclops is uh is that right? I maybe I think Sun from the Future. I I I used to have a friend who was very into I don't know enough about cable to know one way or the other. Um but yeah, so I, I that that is really all I knew about cable. Yeah. I uh... I I'm I'm also really glad that Fox gave Deadpool a bit more wiggle room to like not be so noticeably shut off from the rest of Fox, Fox's properties, mm, and to be yeah. like, there okay, was, we're gonna there some we're nice cameos in there. You're allowed to dip your toe a bit in those waters. Yeah, I think the 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 thing at the uh, the uh, what's it called, the X Men Mansion, whatever they call yes, it. Yes, yes. Uh, the bit at the mansion was very sort of like ah, <laughs> and <laughs> a blink and you'll miss it moment. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that Fox clearly was like, okay, let's let's let them do what they do with Deadpool and like trust that it'll be fine. Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job. I, you know, I came out of that film like that was that was a good sequel. Yeah, like, I would happily watch that again. Yeah, like, same. Like I. I could go for a sit. And, I would sit down and watch that and have another good giggle. I know people uh, who went to see it last night. Not not with us, but yeah. we went to see it last night. This morning they had made plans to go and see it again tomorrow. If we weren't so busy this week, and also Solo wasn't coming out like true. imminently, <laughs> maybe once we've seen seen the Han Solo film. Yeah. Well, again, something else for us to talk about on this show. But yeah, yeah. Deadpool 2, I would recommend. Yeah. By, by the time this comes out, uh, the Han Solo film will be out, but we're recording yeah, it before it comes out. Yeah. I think it comes out midnight tonight. Uh, I thought it was the 25th. 25th? Oh, 25th yeah. In the UK. I don't know. I'm... Which will be the day after this comes out. No, 25th is Friday, so yeah. this, this will get released on Sunday, so... Yeah, well, hopefully by the time we record the next one, we'll probably have seen Solo, I would guess. Aye. Aye, that's what they told me. <laughs> uh, so... What about you? Have you watched anything else? Or put anything else in your eyes? I'm still reading Kin. That's really good. I will say things. I think, I think I'll leave saying anything more about that until... Just, just an update I've of yes, it. you're still... Still reading Kin. It's very good. Uh, <laughs> yay, Vikings. Um, and, 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 and stuff. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm, I'm filled with intrigue. So, looking forward to more of that. What about you? What, what, what you do? Oh, I watched a weird few films this week. So I'm going to lump, like, three films in together very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I went to see my friends Becky and Makeda this weekend. They are wonderful. They are two of my favourite people. They are good people. Okay. And we basically got drunk and watched terrible films at the weekend Yay. and um, so I'm going to like, two of them I'm just going to mention very, very, very briefly. We watched some rip-off rip animated films called An Ant's Life which is a terrible rip-off of A Bug's Life and Piper Penguin and His Flying Machines which was released to be like a cheap knockoff to coincide with Happy Feet I think. I've not seen uh, Happy Feet. Yeah. Uh, 
Happy Feet is an alright film. Piper Penguin and his flying machines is not. It is <laughs> both of these films are made by the same like one man who makes very, very cheaply made 3D graphics, 3D graphics yeah, animated yeah. films. Um, just like go watch a trailer for them. They're weird and they make no sense, and they're quite fun to watch while drunk. The one I'll go into more depth on is Love on a Leash. That sounds like my kind of show. <laughs> it is a 90-minute, like, full film that's on YouTube. Um, imagine The Little Mermaid, you know, that whole story of can't communicate with human, but, but needs the human to fall in love so that, like, they can become human like the human. Mm-hmm. Little Mermaid story. Already becoming distant. But about a dog! Mm-hmm. So... It is the story of a human man who is shitty in a past life uh, to women, like just really shitty to women. So, so he, he gets a dog. He gets reincarnated as like a golden retriever, and he has to make this human woman fall like romantically in love with him while he's a dog to break the spell and become a human. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah, it's weird and creepy. So it, what is it with um, creepy dog shit this week? Yeah, not actually dog shit that's creepy. But <laughs> I get you. So, like, this film is, like... There's some weird things about this film. There's no sound at all when characters aren't speaking. So the first four minutes of this film are silent. It's just silent. It's like, is it broken? No. There is no foley. Yeah, there's no foley, no, like, soundtrack. Um, Anytime that the dog is, like, speaking in its own head, you're hearing the dog's thoughts, it sounds like someone came in on a Friday afternoon, was watching the film, and just ad-libbed along with it. The dialogue is the level of, like... I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm sort of singing along while I say I'm a dog and I need this girl to fall in love with me. I'm gonna go sniff a butt cause I'm a dog. It's it's that level of like, sing-songy, I'll kind of get to the exposition in a minute. Here's the plot stuff, also I'll make reference to the fact I want to do stuff that dogs do cause I'm a dog. It's weird. Creepy. Um, it's it's a weird as heck 90 minute film. I don't want to spoil it because it just gets weirder and weirder the more you watch. If you just want to watch a thing with some friends where you can go what 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 what, 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 what? this is good for that. I'm pretty sure this is a better so bad it's good movie than The Room. I still not seeing that. Uh, it's if if you look if you're looking for like this is so weird how did this ever get made but it exists films love on a leash is on YouTube hmm. have fun <laughs> um did you put anything else in your eyes no I well in that case I did watch one other thing this week I started watching an anime Ooh. started watching My Hero Academia. I've heard things about this. Yeah, it's one of them popular animes what people is watching. Aminos. So the basic idea of, of this uh, anime series is it's a world in which spontaneously people started having superpowers. People just being born with superpowers. Got to a point where about 80% of people are born with some kind of superpower. About 20% are not. And it is the story of one person who is born in this world who dreams of being a superhero, but is just not born with any powers. And his quest to be like, hey, I, I'm not naturally suited to this endeavour that even if I was born with powers would still be really hard to get into. I'm not going to let that stop me. I want to go after my dreams. I want to be a hero. I want to save people and look after people and make people feel safe. Yeah. And 
it's just this really cute story of someone that like the world tells them no you can't go after your ambition and he's like screw you I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing um very interesting bit I came across today while watching this was um this character this primary character's parent is not supportive of his dream to be a hero when he has no powers but once he has managed to like get some success and like oh you're doing well at this suddenly she very quickly flips her tone and is like ah I, I'm sorry I didn't believe in you I believe in you now and I always support you it's like this is a bit too real for me uh, parents there's a little bit too much realness in not supporting a creative uh, career until it's already successful than acting like you supported it all along. What is parental support? What what uh, what is what what what, 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 what is parental what? support? As someone that like spent an hour talking to a parental figure today about like, hey, you done fucked up in life sometimes. Up. Yeah, parental support. What that? So yeah, My Hero Academia. Um, really enjoyed what I saw of it today. I've seen maybe the first five episodes or so, and. It's a really fun show, it's got a good pacing to it, the action scenes are really nice, and it's just got a, a hero that I really want to root for. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, that is what's been in my eyes this week. Nice. So now... Hello, hello, welcome to the latest meeting of the Vegan Society of Norfolk. Um... How is everyone doing this week? Hi, hi, yeah. I've uh, I've recently become like super vegan, like you would not believe. So I I'm uh, yeah, I I'm looking to become like the most vegan that I can be. You know, I I I, I know it's like such a personal tragedy that like I can't eat meat anymore. Like I'm really putting myself out quite a lot for this girl I like. Uh, yeah. But you know, also for the environment and the sake of the animals. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. So um, what, what how have you have you found your first sort of uh, couple of weeks being uh, vegan? How's that going for you? Well, I'm not really enjoying the twigs and grass that we have to eat. It's like that's all we can have, you know. And, I, and, I, and I, although I have been trying to weave my own yogurt. I've not been really able to find a good source of cultures in order to make it, but uh, I have started growing dreadlocks. You know you can just have soy chunks and hobnobs, right? But, but no, it's really hard. It's really hard and loads of effort. I had some nice Linda McCartney sausages the other day, and some green and black 85% chocolate but, for dessert. What? Um, but, but, like, I... But I, I, it, I, I need to sound like I, I'm, I'm really making bending over backwards. Look, if you, if you swap out your meat for soy chunks and you have some nice Swedish glass for des- uh, ice cream for dessert, it's really not that hard. Oh. Oh. If you're born in wheat twigs and grass, you're not going to eat twigs and grass. Well, this doesn't just... sound nearly hipster enough. I think I'll probably have to become like a fruitarian or something. Really, really, you know, not even nice fruit like a. Like one of those ones that smells like dead people. Yeah. Well, you you enjoy that, and um, I'm just gonna really enjoy eating. I don't know the many many good things that I can eat. I had a nice chocolate cheesecake the other night. That was good. Chocolate cheesecake. Yeah, you make it with uh, silk and tofu. I'm so sick of these twigs. I really didn't get this idea at all, did I? I think you did not.
welcome back to the Fantastic English Cooking Show. Uh, today we are going to be making a variety of pastries, tarts, cakes, and shoe buns. And I'm sure that by the time I've started saying this, some of you watching are already a little bit peckish, aren't you? Aren't you a little bit peckish? Just a little bit. And as we say this, we will of course be scanning across a number of pictures from throughout the series of absolutely sumptuous looking uh, desserts that we've made and, and, and happy people enjoying sampling all of the delicious food that I'm probably guessing you really wish you were trying right now. Exactly. And at this point you're getting really hungry looking at that really nice maple pecan plat from season two. You've not got anything that nice in your house. You're hungry. You're gonna try and plug that food hole in you by eating, what, a bag of crisps probably? Probably even a Pop-Tart. It's not even gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna scratch that itch, is it? We're just gonna keep shoving you things. Look at this! Someone made a strawberry pie that looks like the Eiffel Tower. Don't you want to be eating that? It's absolutely stunning. Look at how they've made all the individual structs out of a mer meringue. And then there's, uh, they, they've connected it all together with some, uh... Spun sugar, and, and it looks absolutely stunning. And at this point, we imagine you're probably ordering takeaway food because it looks nicer than what's in your cupboards because we've made you rather hungry. But it's going to be greasy, it's going to be nothing nearly as pretty as what we've created here. Tune in next time when we talk about how nice these contestants are and once again make you wish you were eating food that we got to try and you didn't. <laughs> So, what have you been earballing? What have I been earballing? Earballing. I've got to find the bit where I wrote down what I listened to. That's it's what I've got to find. big old fucking list. Yeah, I'm probably not going to talk about all of these, but I found some things to listen to this week. So, uh, okay. So, first thing I listened to this week that um, I very much enjoyed is there's some new music from a band I like, The Front Bottoms. Ooh. Uh, so, The Front Bottoms are sort of just like a... A rock, a sort of rock band with a little bit of acoustic guitar, mainly like classical rock guitar going on. That just they tend to have like lyrics that I very much enjoy. I'm I've, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned them before on here, but um, they released like a six song uh, compilation that seems to be mainly like um new versions of tracks they've done before in slightly different styles. But there was one definitely new track on there called Tie Dye Dragon, which is. A track about a character who, the the perspective character of this song, managed to save some people's life once, but did so while high on LSD, and basically is singing about like, ah, uh, mm, that's that's a thing I did that I do not remember doing and feel really guilty for taking credit for doing because I was off my face when I did that. Oh, see, I've never forgotten when I've done things like that on LSD. They they. Not necessarily forgotten doing it, but they're like, I don't feel like I can fully take credit for this thing because. I, I was a tie-dye dragon at the time. Um, We've all been a tie-dye dragon at <laughs> So, yeah, not much more to say about it. It's just a really nice track I very much enjoyed. I thought it was interesting. What about you? What's the thing you've put in your ears this week? I listened to Papa Can You Hear Me from Yentl. Papa Can You Hear Me? And I also listened to Do You Want to Build a Snowman? I wonder what made you listen to these tracks. <laughs> um... <laughs> No connecting thread whatsoever. <laughs> no connection to our previous section of the show whatsoever. Um, 
in answer to the question, uh, that line does rhyme perfectly with the the other line. Yes. But the rest of the song, no. <laughs> Off you fuck. Uh, what, what else have you listened to? Ah, okay, so I found some new music this week. Um, again, while I was seeing Becky and Makeda, I can thank them for a couple of these track recommendations. So there's one called Kissing Strangers by DNCE and Nicki Minaj. Uh, it's a very upbeat, poppy, sort of energetic dance track Ooh. with lots of very cool, poppy, sort of layered vocals about... basically about, like, casual encounters until you find someone that you emotionally connect with. It's, like, not necessarily lyrically something that, like, connects with me, but it's just a really fun, upbeat song about, like, just like, yeah, go out, see the world, do the thing. Smooch people. Yeah. Do a bunch of smooching of people. It'll all end up, like, leading to something cool. That yes. was the thing I listened to. You listen to anything else? I listened to, um, in, in, uh, I listened to, went out, went out to a gig on, on, Ooh, on yeah, you did. Saturday, didn't I, while you were gallivanting off with your friend though. So I went to a gig at Rock for Refugees in Guildford. It was good. We raised loads of money for refugees. And I got to see a band that I've been listening to for a while uh, called Soundation. Ooh. And I got to see them live for the first time, which was really awesome. Um, yeah, so definitely recommend checking out Soundation. They have an EP available on Bandcamp. Uh, definitely recommend Natural Way, Easiness and Head in the Sand. Um, there's a track that's not on there that they played that was really good uh, called Wicked System, which was originally written about homeless people in Guildford. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they are, they are a very local band. They're a very Guildford band. They're a very Guildford and Aldershot-based band. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, if you fancy a bit of... Uh, Bit of, bit of reggae. It is the weather for it. Oh, it is. It is the weather for it. Yeah. It's the weather. We've been having a glass of Pims this evening. It's like, oh, it's getting to Pims and reggae weather. Pims and reggae o'clock. <laughs> Pims and reggae o'clock. Yes, yes. So what else do you listen to? Uh, so another track that I got while I was uh, hanging out with Becky and Makita this weekend was uh, mm -hmm. IDGAF, standing presumably for I, I Don't lock. Give a Fuck, uh, by Dua Lipa. D-U-A-L-I-P-A. A uh, very femme vocalist, um, sort of singing about, like, singing about when a shitty ex comes back to you and is trying to get you to forgive them, and you're like, yeah. nope, cut them out, tell them that you don't give a fuck, get the fuck off. Nice. Um, very, like, poppy, upbeat vocals, but mm -hmm. a really strong, defiant, almost protest chant vocal line chorus. Nice. It's, like, it's very, like... Here are the other voices coming to back you up to be like, no, I don't give a fuck. Uh, so that that was a lot of fun. Nice. You listened to anything else this week? I listened to uh, Infected Mushroom, The Preacher. Uh, the, pre the Preacher? The Pretender. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Slightly different thing. I can't read my own handwriting. Um, Infected uh, Mushroom, The Pretender. It's a cover of a Foo Fighters track. Oh, the Pretender! Yeah. yeah. Um, but done in that sort of psy kind of way. Ooh. It's really fucking good! Oh, I'd be really into that, actually. Thank you, Spotify. That oh. was in my weekly list. Make sure to send me a link. finally starting to get, uh, get, get a feel for me. Yeah, like make sure to send me a link to that. That sounds like my jam. I would do this thing. <laughs> what, what else do you listen to? Uh, so... I listened to a bunch of tracks by an artist called Hayley Kyoko. Again, thanks Becky and Makita, you really turned me on to some like, good music <laughs> this week. 
Um, so the track I'm going to talk about now is called Feelings, but just very quickly I'm going to talk about Hayley Kiyoko more generally. Mm-hmm. She gay, and Yay. she sing a lot about being hecka gay, and her Yay. songs about being hecka gay are pretty damn good. She is like, I've been turned on to like, oh, new good lesbian musician that I can be really into. Nice. Heck yeah. Um, so this track Feelings, very ambient dance pop, um, mm-hmm. femme vocalist, uh, very explicitly about gay stuff. So that's that's my thing to say. Try listening to Feelings by mm-hmm. Hayley Kiyoko, mm-hmm. and then check out lots of Hayley Kiyoko. Cool. Uh, you listened to anything else this week? I listened to a track uh, called A Father's Arms. I don't know if you know the artist. They're called um, Miracle of Sound. <laughs> oh, that Miracle of Sound. <laughs> that Miracle of Sound has got a God of War 4 track out. Check out Podquisition, that podcast I do with that guy. <laughs> you probably mentioned it tomorrow slash three days ago <laughs> when Podquisition records and goes out <laughs> before... Uh, time Yeah, it's very good yeah, You can tell him that we'll see him tomorrow he Slash made, four days ago He made a very good God of War track Did You've heard it though, Yeah, it's very it's good, very good. I, like, I like all the uh, um, the I, I don't know the terms The sort of vaguely metally the, um, Like the, the Palmed guitar strum Yeah And the, 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 the like, paradiddle on the drums Yeah, really <laughs> poundy drum I like this yeah. Discords. What else you listen to? Oh, I listen to a few more things. I listen to a track called Junk Bones by a band called Ramshackle Glory. Uh, I put my pacing there really weirdly on that. Ramshackle Glory. There we go. More confident. Uh, it's folk. It's sort of folk rock about being a little bit makeshift and a little bit cobbled together, but making it work and sort of just loving it. Sounds like me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's just like you know, yeah, we might be a bit all cobbled together, but we'll, we'll we'll get through. We'll get through. We're all good. It's a very nice, like folksy rock track. Nice. What about you? You listen to anything else? I um, I've been continuing to get through the Red Dwarf audiobooks. Oh yes. I finished the third Red Dwarf audiobook backwards. I didn't do last year. I mean, I'm probably not going to. Yes. Um, it was all right. Um, it's. The problem when Rob Grant and Doug Naylor split up is that, that they needed each other's balance. And, yes. And sadly, neither third book really does it perfect justice. But it was the first time I'd heard that audiobook, so it was good to hear that. Oh. And then following that, I listened to uh, Rob, Robert Llewellyn um, reading uh, The Man in the Rubber Mask, which is about uh, making seasons three, and fi- uh, three, and, uh, three, four, and five or a dwarf and the American pilot. Um, yeah. Um, the the fact that he has to bring up the whole fact that the Red Dwarf crew, or like the the main cast, have all been referred to as sexist men, uh, and then sort of goes, "Well, I don't see it." Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the the yeah. point, though. <laughs> and the man that would have noticed, and there are things in there that just make me go, "Hmm, there's more to that story." And the way you have talked about that person and the way you talk about sort of just life in general and, and things make me think, eh, I'm not sure, Rob. 
Oh. Um, but yeah, you know, um, this is why I I used to do simple things. I used to just go, I like this thing. I will read nothing more into it. I don't want to know about Every- the actors. I don't want to know about the names of the actors. Every- I don't want to know about who directed it. I don't want to know who wrote it. Everything I just want gets- to enjoy the thing. Everything gets more complicated when you care about the things. As you get older and you start going, I really like this. I'll just Google band name controversy before I, I tell anyone about it. Yeah. That's not always the case, but very often I find myself like, I better check this. Yeah. Just in case I, I, I'm... It's it's a shame we have to do that, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, something more positive, please. What if... Okay, I've, I've got... I've got one thing to mention very quickly and then one more track. Mm -hmm. Um, Many times on this podcast, I think, like when recommending stuff, I've recommended the podcast uh, Good Job Brain as just Mm -hmm. like a really nice pub trivia podcast uh, with uh, female female hosts and like lots of ladies on it. I think it's primarily women, maybe one guy on it. Uh, That show was really good for 198 episodes and then just vanished and Mm -hmm. no one ever really knew what happened. It came back for like three or four episodes and then went away again. And it's back, and it's apparently back to being. Space. It's apparently, <laughs> it's apparently back to being a weekly show now. So Aye. I did episode one ninety nine last week, and hopefully two hundred will be soon, uh, which I'm excited for because all of the every fifth episode is an all quiz bonanza, and I'm very excited for those. I'm glad you so, got your nice show back. Yeah, my show came back, so I'm back to listening to uh, to Good Job Brain. And then the other track I want to recommend is a track called Blast Doors by a band called Everything Everything. It's very fast, bouncy, like mysterious guitar work. It it doesn't sound like it's hitting any kind of recognisable time signature. It It's doing some kind of pacing that's like, I don't, my brain doesn't know how to process this, but it sounds good. Okay. Um, Everything sounds like very mysterious. The, the the vocals sound like they're out of some kind of angry sci-fi epic. They start layering in like ambient like space backing music. It's Ooh. it's got this really unique sense that like it sounds like it's increasing and decreasing in intensity, like almost in waves as it goes through. Oh. Um it's super weird and I don't know anything I can compare it to, but I really like the sound of it. So Blast, uh, blast doors, everything, everything. That was a heck of a track I found this week. Noise. Yeah. What about you? Do you listen to anything else? That's all the things I've chucked in the ear rolls. Yes, that's everything we chucked in our ear rolls then. Right then. So now this. Well, how are you doing? I heard you've uh, just uh, just sold another company and uh, getting rid of all the former employers, but netting yourself another cool fifty-six billion. Nice. Oh, indeed, indeed. I have so much money. I just need to decide what to spend it on next. There's so many things I can purchase. Well, thanks to compound interest, I've got so much money I could literally wipe my ass on 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 hundreds of pounds every single minute. And, and and toss it down the toilet, and I'd still have more money than, uh, well, probably 98% of the world. Oh, indeed. I've been thinking recently about purchasing an entire town just so I can rename it after one of my companies and make it into a marketing town. Excellent, excellent. I, I like that idea. I was thinking about buying several hundred cars that I never have a chance to drive. I'll just keep them in some kind of sort of underground aircraft hangar and and pay someone to dust them for me. <laughs> I was thinking about purchasing all of the movie props from the movie 
be Gladiator. I don't even like that movie. I just kind of want to own things. Well, yes, that's brilliant. Brilliant. I, I, I'd actually been considering the possibility of buying all the props from the Lord of the Rings movie and then hiring poor people at uh, probably less than minimum wage because that's how I got here in the first place. <laughs> oh. and, and, and just have them reenact Lord of the Rings for me. Oh, yes. Oh. <coughs> oh, you probably better get that cough looked into. I'll pay someone to do that for. I, I I usually pay someone to do my coughing for me. Oh, you know what? I, you know what someone was suggesting to me. You know what I probably could spend some money on. Well, well. Yeah, fixing the water situation in Michigan. Ah, 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 derisive laughter! Derisive laughter! Ah, uh, you might as well go into space with that money. Ah, <laughs> oh, what I'll do to that to that SpaceX fellow? I'm going to put. Uh, I'm going to put. A, I'm going to put. A, I don't know, a truck into space. I was thinking about just just harvesting thousands of tons of food. France used to have that wine lake. I was thinking about taking all of that and just shoving it up into the stratosphere so that this huge moon of, of excess food and, and people can watch it rotating around the earth and really wind people up. <laughs> I was thinking that I could pay for a bunch of those unused homes in America and uh, give them to homeless people that need them. You're not really getting the, the, the gist of this uh, disgusting wealth, are you? Well, I, I bought all the things I really wanted. I, I'm, I'm, am I not doing it right? Um, well, I'd always thought we were supposed to just hoard it. I know, that's what everyone else, I know what, this is what everyone else was doing, but I just saw someone on Twitter go, maybe, maybe you could do good with it. Good. Nah, I'll never take off. So, uh, Wes, uh, is, how about we... Solid gold plate the moon. Solid gold plate the moon, and then we'll probably organise just to just have a war. We'll get rid of some of the poor people. Nah. They do seem to be asking for more wages, and that is most concerning. Nah, I'll go and get spending my money now. no, 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 no. Hello and welcome to Grey Planet. I am Soothing Voice Man, and today I am joined with my colleague. Personally, thinks everything's really cute. So, we've spent several weeks sitting in bushes, hiding and watching these rabbits. Oh, look at their little noses. There many predators that could attack these rabbits. Occasionally, we see dog walkers coming through the area. Oh, I'd be a real shame if they got those rabbits, but they're all, as long as they stay apart, they're really hacking cute. They've got their little noses in their ears. Of course, there is also the danger of foxes, common urban foxes in the area. Oh, it'd be a shame if they got the rabbits, but by themselves they're just like, they're really, they're really good, they got all their pointies and they're just so sneaky. Indeed. And see now, as the dogs and indeed foxes approach, the bun buns hoppity hop away. God, you're infecting me. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, they're really cute, okay? Let's be honest about this. People, your voice is really soothing and that's great, but... A lot of people just watch this because they're putting their new 4K telly on and they're just trying to see whether it works well and then they want to see cute stuff. Fine. The adorable cutie floof bun 
is hoppity hopping away from the big doggo, which is also kind of a cutie. See? Who's a good doggo? Who's a good this doggo? This is what they tuned in for. Thank you very much. So, what time is it now? It's question time. Question time. time Hello, you're question. joining me today on the BBC. No, no, I don't want to be on BBC question time. There is a bit of a honey pop, politically. Did you say honey pop? Honey pot. They're being taken off of steam, I hear. Apparently they're back on now. Oh, I see. That was a very brief Steam flip-flopping. Oh. OMG! That so, is most unlikely. Do we have some questions? We do have some questions. Oh, uh, Kia Anderson wants to know how is Smudge adapted to our new home? I think she's adapted pretty well. She's no. always been pretty good at moving. Yep. She she doesn't enjoy the act of moving itself. No. She doesn't like the car trip. Nor do I. She she did not enjoy the two hours in the car that it took to get here. No. But I think she's done well. Like she's yeah she she's very much at home. That the first night she was here, that she was like allowed out of the bathroom to explore the house. She didn't like that other cat she could see reflected in the mm-hmm. window that was her. Didn't like that cat. We had to shake some treats to get her to come down the stairs. But, but she got over that. And yeah. She's fine and she, she lords it up all over the house. During the day she'll sleep either on, on our bed. bed or on my lap in the office. Yeah, and she very often sleeps on me in the morning when I'm playing Hyrule yeah. Warriors. She very much enjoys coming for a cuddle on one of our laps while we're sat in the living room in the evening. Or sometimes she will lean across both of us to enjoy <laughs> dual lap wielding. She enjoys her cat tree being in the window so she can see out at what goes on in the world. Lord it up over all of the town. Yeah, I think she's adapted well. Yeah, she's she, doing well. She she she's an indoor cat. She briefly got outside one morning, but like came back in. She didn't go like I'm going home to Bournemouth and sprint home. There's a voice that keeps our coming. <laughs> yeah, like she's clearly not like I must get back to where I came from. She's like, okay, this is home now. I won't go far. It's all good. Mm. So I think she's doing well. Yeah. She's good. She's she's worked out how to try and play us off each other. Oh yeah, she's. Very... I have not been fed. Oh, woe is me! I'm so hungry. There will be about three or four minutes after, like if one of us feeds her and then the other comes downstairs, there's three or four minutes in which she'll try and be like, mm. "I'm so hungry. I have never been fed. Uh, 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 no, this gravy, nothing. No, no." After a few minutes, she's like, "It's not working. Fine, I give up." God darn it! Sun <laughs> seal. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, do you have any awkward couple moments, uh, a couple stories that you would generally keep secret until your eighties that you might share with us? Oh, I don't know if I've got any answer for this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we've had any really awkward moments. I'm pretty sure I've like burped midway through kissing you before. I'm pretty sure I've done that. Uh, you've rolled over in your sleep and farted on me a few times. Oh yeah, you've done that at least <laughs> but once. But then I think that's just a, a thing that happens with couples. It's not really like a, <gasps> my God, it's not like um, I, I, you know, it, I've not had to do any of the things that I've done. I, I can tell you a story that I did with one of my exes that that, that would probably fall into that category. Do I want if to I, know this? If I don't mention them, I, 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 I stood on their feet and held their hands while they had a poo in a park. <laughs> okay, we've we've never done that. That's... Exactly. So, uh, yeah, and you'll never know who that was with because I am sworn to secrecy. But still, the the that I think that's probably the sort of thing that Sun was trying to get out of us. But we don't have any stories like that yet. No, not yet. I, we'll work up to it. We'll get there. That'll be a really messy one. I'll I'll probably get completely bollocked at some point. 
I don't think it helps that like we haven't been super like wasted around each other very yeah. often. Yeah, I, I, I beg to differ. Quite drunk last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. And you just got stuck in the cherry lady voice. It was fine. Yeah. Um. There was the other week when I got drunk at that work thing and came home and was just like, oh, hello, hello, and then made myself a sandwich and went to bed. Uh. Yeah. And um. Oh, and I suppose there was the other night when you got back from the award ceremony and you were just like. You were messaging me like all the way home. And then, oh, yeah. then about like half an hour, I was, I was like, I'm probably just going to head to bed. I think I'll just head to bed. And then the last message I got was just like, I'm going to hug you so much when I get home. Well, I guess I'll stay up for that then. I'm sorry I made you stay up half an hour. Oh hugs. no, I got all the I, hugs. I was, Whatever I was, will I, was, I do? I was drunk enough that I was like, I just want to hug you. I'm very drunk. I love you. Can I give you a hug? And you can. <laughs> Hugs were hard. Uh, Canterbury Goodall wants to know when will we get some sort of conclusion to polyamory? Um, well, there was there is a plan to maybe give it a conclusion. Maybe is can I say for a while after it concluded, you were basically novelizing. Yeah, it. about 10,000 words of a, yeah. of a polyamory book that I started. With, with the intention of continuing it past the point that the, the show ended. Yeah, I've, I've written notes for what would have happened yeah. with with everyone. Um, well, so they, they would have eventually gone on more adventures and... They would have found out what was going on with the the blue tree. This, this is the soldier people. This is the thing. I I want to know the end of this. So like I told you the end of oh, this. I know, but I want to read the, like the thing. I want to read all the details. I want to see this book. I know. I I keep trying to go back to it, and every time I do, it makes me quite sad that we're not doing yeah, this that's, podcast anymore. That's totally fair. And I I think that is the problem because it was I put so, it was my first time GMing, and I put yeah. so much. Of just everything into that, and, yeah. and maybe that's why sometimes it wasn't always the best flowing show. And um, but and and I I don't have all of the audio. I don't have all three uh, audio files from the episode we recorded, but I never edited it uh, uh, because that we'd sort of gone. We're cancelling the show. Um, yeah. Did we ever really talk about why we cancelled the show? Uh, I didn't say anything because I, I, think I, I did, didn't but... think it was my place to do so because obviously you're the more public-facing person. Uh, I I never really said anything, but I don't think there's any reason hugely not to. We we were all three of us at one point dating, polyamory, poly yes. thing, and then we weren't all dating, and that uh, that was a bit awkward and difficult at the time. There and, was no ill will, yeah. but, no, but... We, we just didn't think that it would be... Considering the show's conceit was about like this very much built around this polyamorous romance, it was like mm. it, it would be awkward to continue doing a show about this polyamorous yeah. relationship that no longer existed. Well, I, I mean, I had feelings about that. I was going to try and um, sway uh, uh, Valerie towards um, having a, a relationship with um, uh, oh, what was her name, Eleanor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I thought that might, there might be some way of sort of causing a bit of a rift there, and then maybe getting things back together, and maybe it's, not. And there was going to be a whole thing with um, yeah. 
uh, Trash Boy and uh, Lactone. Yeah. Well, like, this this is honestly the thing. It's like, there maybe could have been ways we could have salvaged it. And, like, we're on good terms now, but... Yeah, it, I, I, no, I don't think we yeah. were ever necessarily on bad terms. No, it but was it's... just a bit raw and stuff. Yeah, and... there were a lot of emotions happening and it would have been tough to keep going with. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, um, and and I, I desperately miss doing D&D. Yeah. Um, we need to, we need to, like, at some point I need to weasel you into Dice Funk. Oh, well, I'm not in the next <laughs> season, so it's going to be at least another year, I would imagine, before... <laughs> Any such thing. I always forget how long dice funk seasons are. They're like, That's yeah, they're yeah. a good, they're a good nine months or so to do a yeah. season of dice funk. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, dice funk. D and D's. We need to do. We need to do doing D and D things. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. So, have we got any other questions? Uh, yeah. Shane wants to know what is your favorite viral flash animation, i.e., Badger, 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 Narwhals, Charlie the Unicorn. Hmm. So I have some guesses about yours, but I'm gonna say the one that I always think of when I think of like animated flash things that got really popular is uh what is it called? I think it's called Rejected. It was the thing that contained the clip like the six second clip that everyone shared around in the mid two thousands. But spoon is still big. No, are you never aware of this? Okay, so it was like a ten minute long animated film that was basically like someone pretended that they'd like submitted a bunch of animated intros to different TV channels and they were all wildly inappropriate and got rejected and then these rejected cartoon characters end up taking on this life of their own and it's 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 an interesting walk down like mid 2000s lol so random humor but with like some genuinely like creepy and confusing stuff thrown in mm. it it made me giggle a lot if you've not seen it i will have to send you a link at some point yeah, there was a long period of of sort of early to mid 2000s when i just did not have internet that's that was too bold i had it through school <laughs> i could barely afford to eat i wasn't going to be spending money on internet five <laughs> high five that we've reached an age where affordable internet is like Relatively affordable. And affording to eat is not the alternative to internet. <laughs> I'm glad we can afford both food and internet. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. The modern hierarchy of needs. What, what about you? What's your favourite Flash thing, internet oh. video? Thing? If, I mean, the thing is, it has to be viral. Because I think if we had to say what is my favourite Flash thing, it would be um, Biscuits, which is a Weeble Stuff one. These are not biscuits. A guide by Bob Babbitton. I'm pretty sure if it's anything by Mr. Weeble, you're... You, you could it's never that it. popular. It's not been put on the YouTube channel, and it seems to have been deleted off the Weeble Stuff website, so... I'm checking how viral the thing that I'm referring to is. It's called Rejected Best Oscar Award Winner Movie. I don't know if it actually was a Best Oscar Award Winner Movie or whether that is just what it is called. Okay, pause it. Um, Is it loads? Let's have a look. How many views has it had? Uh, Yeah, over 10 million views. Yeah, okay, so it's like, it's it's well known enough. Yeah. Ah, it's playing in my ears. (laughs) I told you not to play a video. Not very quietly. Um... You're a big fan of Charlie the Unicorn. I am a big fan of Charlie the Unicorn. Um, although, weirdly, I'd only watched the first three. Yeah. I'd watched all of Charlie the Unicorn and I'd watched all of Charlie Tay Unicron. <laughs> um, 
but I hadn't somehow hadn't seen um, Charlie the Unicorn four because I I sort of obviously know that Charlie the Unicorn is the sort of weird parody versions with heavy Denny's based influences. I've only ever seen one to three. Um, and then the 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 fourth one has this weird space millipede. And the millipede, and the millipede. <laughs> um, but then like I was like, okay, I you know what, I'm gonna sit down and watch all of Charlie the Unicorn, all of Charlie the Unicorn Unicron, um, all of Llamas in Hats. That was like a whole yes. afternoon. Um, and I got to the, the fourth episode of Charlie the Unicorn and I was like, what the fuck? I, <laughs> I, I am amazing. I unironically love um, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Why would you need to ironically love Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? It's brilliant. I, I, I very sincerely love it. It's, it's, it's desperately it's, fucked up. It's pretty it. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm still a big proponent of Too Many Cooks. I've only seen that once, and it still haunts my very dreams. I think I need to give it another go. Uh, it's there's something, there's a little something lost on a repeated viewing because you know, but it's still like because you know what to expect, you start anticipating, and that you know adds something. You lose something, but you gain something. I, I think it's been long enough that I've forgotten most of Too Many Cooks, apart from the fact that it goes on far too long. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch it after we finish recording. It's this. like a Stuart Lee gag. It just keeps going on and on and on and on and on and on. And it goes through phases of being funny and not funny and then going on too long and then just like, no, it's funny again. So, yeah, but I think it's either a guide to biscuits or probably like one of the ones that I first got into was Badger, Badger, Badger. Badger, 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 Mushroom, Mushroom. And the dubstep version. I guess I got my Badger, Badger back. Yes, I got my badger back. Uh, Shane also asks, also, what's the worst earworm that you know of? I know the one that you hate, the, the best earworm on you. No, the well, it says what's the worst in, in, okay. earworm. And Na 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 is a brilliant fucking track. It's a brilliant fucking track that you get annoyed <laughs> when it gets in your head. And I, I, you, t- I, you shout at me when it gets in your head. No, it's back. We're going to get a copyright strike. We're not singing it in tune enough to get a copyright strike. it happened again. One of these days, I need to re-upload somewhere like more modern the cover that my band I was in when I was yes. like 14 did of that song I love that track it's good we did a, we did a, like a pretty good cover of that track it was a lot of fun I sometimes listen to that because <laughs> I, I like hearing little Laura drumming yeah doing, doing me, me quick old drums yeah doing your drumbles um, I guess the one I always go back to because people don't these days don't really know it and I, I was I was like listening to like old videos that I managed to catch it was the Lamb Chop song. This is the song that doesn't end, yes it goes on and on my friend. Some people started singing it not knowing what it was and they'll continue singing it forever just because this is the song that doesn't end, yes it goes on and so on. Yeah. Um, or um, another Weebles one 
which I think is what people was there for. Yeah, really. pretty much. And, and I think that's sort of how he got most of his fame, which is I will make annoying things that get stuck in your head. Um, the one that keeps coming up and has done a lot recently was, I got a big bag of crabs here. I'm in my mouth. Okay, so the one that when I think of it gets stuck in my head is it's not the whole theme tune here, but it's the opening few beats to the Adams Family theme tune. Yeah, and then that just goes on loop in my head sometimes. I now want to hear the dubstep version of the Adam Family. We'll put it on the list for when we're done recording. No, I don't know if it exists, I think. Ah, I thought this was a specific one No, no, no. Well, the other one is another Weebles one that gets stuck in my head quite a lot. Is Waffles. Waffles, bouncing on potatoes. Look in front of you now. Do you waffle? Wouldn't you be happier if you did? Why don't keep some more handy? Invented by Gandhi. Do we have any more questions? Um, yeah, hang on. I need to go on Das Discord. Das Discord. Untold Omen wants to know: Are you aware of the fact that you can link Vorta regular lovely sexy talk? Far too easily. I think I think you can link any two things you want in a sexual manner as easily as you want. Six degrees to Kevin Bacon Ball. Um, Kevin Bacon, his surname is Bacon, you eat Bacon Ball. Excellent. There we go. There you go. That's how you get from Kevin Bacon to Ball. There we go. And what do you got how do you guys feel about Warhammer novels for kids? I think that anything that makes Okay, that looks that looks adorable. Warhammer adventures. Anything that like takes a very obsessive interest that a lot of adults have and makes it more accessible to their kids is a really beneficial thing. Mm. Like if you're a parent that's really into Warhammer and you want to be able to introduce that world to your kids, it's great that those novels exist. But is it appropriate really to do in the grim dark future? If you find a child friendly way to make <laughs> the grim dark future accessible, there's plenty of like dystopian stuff for kids. Like the the, the Hunger Games novels is like no, you live in a dystopia, fight to the death. Have fun, kids. Exand <laughs> uh, or Zand. I'm guessing since they're they're, they're at is Xander JB eighty six, uh, it's probably Zand. Are you veggies? Uh, we are. You are vegan. Are I am vegan? making my way vegan. Making my way down vegan. I down. don't remember the last time I ate meat. I don't know when that was. Nope, don't know the last time I ate meat. I had some biscuits recently that had dairy in them. And some gummies. I got some gummies there. So there's occasionally there's occasionally stuff that's not vegan, but I'm getting I I'm veggie and working my way vegan. Like everything we cook for meal times is vegan now. Um I yeah, I've been vegan for what, two and a half years, three and a half years. Um I was diagnosed with really, really, really fucking high blood pressure. They said I was at immediate risk of heart attack and stroke. My average uh, heart rate was somewhere in the region of um, 194 over 120. Mm. So literally seconds away from my whole chest exploding. 
Um, they told me to cut out red meat, which I wasn't a huge fan of anyway, but I did like a lasagna or spaghetti yeah. bolognese and um, lots of sort of other fats and sugars and things I had to had to be ditched. So I uh, cut down and cut down and cut down. I was eating a lot of chicken and salad, really. Yeah. And um, someone introduced me to soy chunks. And I was like, well, I can flavour these as pretty much as well I can, as I can flavour chicken. Yeah. Um, and the texture is very similar mm. once, you, once you've dealt with them. So I, I don't really need meat anymore. So I guess I'm vegan now. Yeah. Like, I... I'm I've... not fully vegan. Like, I... So I, I'm not picky about my medication, really. Like, if a yeah. doctor goes, this is the medication you need to not be ill, I won't go, do you have a vegan version? I'll go, I want to be well, thank you. I, I think that, like, that is a perfectly acceptable thing, and I would still say you're vegan. Like, I think, I think, if it's like, I do not have an, a vegan option available and need this thing to be healthy... Mm. Like, that is, like, yeah, totally, totally fine. And shoes, because I have massive fucking feet, and sometimes I can't guarantee that my shoes contain no animal product yeah. at all. Clothing is one that, like, again, I've not, I've really not thought about yet, because, again, I, trans women problems, finding shoes in your size. Exactly. I can't be picky about shoes in my size. No. Um, but, like, that's the, that's the thing, is I, I ate so little meat anyway like I was never a big person for red meat um it was very easy to swap out like chicken which was like the closest meat to being a meat I enjoyed mm. for soy chunks anything that I cook at home now it's like soy chunks or soy min mince as the meat replacement and then just cook it as I would normally mm. I think the main areas for me currently are just tr work travel mm. I still because of my like weird sensory stuff with food I can't always find vegan options while yeah, traveling and as someone that spent like years and years being like oh, i need sugar to live i'm still like cutting down my sugar intake and doing that is like there are still some sugary treat stuff i have sometimes that is not vegan but i i feel like i'm a long way down that road mm. like i've not had meat in i can't remember how long i am definitely veggie make him a way vegan, so I'm getting there. I'm I'm definitely like I'm finding good replacements for a lot of the things I crave. Like gummy stuff is one where I've not found like a good like I'm craving something like sweet and chewy. Uh, you can get vegan gummies. But expensive as hell from what I hear. And they're expensive as hell and I don't I don't they don't have quite the same chew to them as yeah. like a Haribo or See, something like that. It's the problem with me cutting out something like Haribo is it's that, as as someone with sensory issues, that texture is sometimes just like, I really just need that texture. Yeah. And I've yet to find a good vegan thing to scratch that texture itch. Mm. So, yeah, occasionally some stuff in my diet that's not vegan yet, but I, I'm definitely like, I'm sliding down the slope to vegan. <laughs> I'm... There is, there is no... I can slow myself down, but I can't stop myself. I'm going to end up there. Mm. And and I I'm I try and stay away from the vegan police who are like if you don't do all the things you don't count. It's like well yeah. it's I'm doing my best and uh, I've yeah. got problems. I did even looked into like learning how to make my own shoes. Yeah. 
Because not only have I got big fucking feet, they're they're wide. So mm. technically, I'm something like a I work out to a UK nine quadruple E. But the only shoe widths you can get that are like a quadruple E, you can get triple E's in like Evans and stuff a lot of the time. But uh, for a quad E, you are looking at like those weird Velcro slipper things that you can put over either massively swollen feet or a broken or over a cast. Yep. And as that's that's not attractive well, somewhere. That's the thing is, I the more you can do to reduce the harm you do and to be more mm. conscious of those choices, the better. I would I would far rather like people make those choices where they can, even if it's like I'm not doing everything, but I'm doing what I can, mm. rather yeah. than go I can't go fully vegetarian or vegan. Mm. I won't try. No, and and I think as well, I think it's it's about personal choice. Yeah, like, but. I I I think sometimes I feel like people who do eat meat are a little bit dishonest. And um, well, like oh, this is going to get into a whole thing now. Okay, <laughs> um, I, I've had this thought for a while. Like, why I don't understand why meat eaters shield themselves from the whole meat thing. Like, oh, what are you enjoying? I'm enjoying some bacon. You, it, it's pig. You're eating a pig. I'm having some, some, well, I suppose it's not, sheep's a bit different, because people will say I'm having lamb. You know the cute baby thing over there, yeah, just hack from those up and eat them. Like, be as metal as fuck. What are you doing? I'm eating cow! <laughs> I have delicately seared it, but it's still bloody on the inside. I'm eating this cow! I have slaughtered this giant two-ton animal, and now I'm going to eat it. It is amazing. But if you're going to insist on that, I think anyone that eats vegan is going to have to be like really overly hippie about it and be like, oh yes, I'm just eating the fruits of nature. Well, according to I fucking love science, I think it was I fucking love science. They were talking about how like plants have regional have a language that we might be able to learn and regional accents. So yeah. soon I'm gonna have guilt about eating fucking everything. We're nearly getting. Soon to the- I will be like, I will slaughter the vine leaves stuffed with other vine leaves or. I've never eaten a vine leaf in my life. I don't know <laughs> I went with that. Dolma! Bring me Dolma. I don't know what's in Dolma. Uh, any other questions? Uh, no. That no. is all the questions. So now we do skits. I'm sure we don't do skits after that. <laughs> I was wondering. I didn't think we did skits after that. No, we don't. We. I think we leave this bit in. I'm, I'm, I'm liking that. We, we, do, uh, we do a jingle bit. Then we do Brofield Justice Warriors. And then we do the outro. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do I want to see more of? Brochial Justice Warriors! That's going to sound hellish in the edit, isn't it? Brochial Justice Warriors! <laughs> oh, how are you doing today, Barry? Oh, I'm not too bad today, but how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing alright. I think this is the first time I've actually looked at you now talking about what we, uh, what we have with these conversations. It's quite a thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's just lovely. I'm I'm glad you're really uh, really uh, getting a chance to to have, have a look at what I'm doing while we're having this conversation. How how's your week been? How's your week? Yeah, it's not it's not been too bad. You know, not been too bad. I've uh, I've been uh, you know uh, thinking about some of the things that I never really got to do as a kid. You know, you know taking oh, yeah. some time yeah. to to invest in a little bit of a uh, little bit of artwork. 
Yeah, we were all working oh, yeah. yeah, I was, was sketching that, some. Yeah. Was that not a thing you were uh, encouraged to do before? No, no. Parents didn't really encourage any form of artistic endeavour. I thought it was something that I'd probably never get paid for, and so there was really no point. Oh, you know, I wasn't allowed to take art classes or or any anything in that sort of vein, and was uh, encouraged to do anything I could that would uh, make money. Well, yeah, it's it's a real shame, it, particularly like you know, both parents and the education system is it's. it's a real shame how little of a of a priority they put on creative uh, aspects. Because you know, sure they might be right that like you know there aren't a huge amount of jobs in those industries full time, perhaps. But a someone's got to do them. You know, you're never going to do those jobs if you don't try. And also, one thing they never tell you growing up is the freelance market pool is much better for people that do creative jobs than it is for people who you know go and do some maths or science like. If you if you learn to do some drawing, you can go on Twitter and be like, "Hey, I do drawings. These are my commissions. You want something drawn? Yeah. Like that's not a thing you can do because it's like oh, I did a bachelor's in history. Yeah, exactly. you know, if if you're short on cash and you want to do something short term, that's not a marketable skill. Knowing history, but for some no. reason, it's considered better because it's like oh, it's about words and learning shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's sad that that capitalism has had this effect that. You know, basically, the, the 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 school is there to sort of prepare you for uh, a thirty-five hour week or forty-hour week in, in the in the workhouse and and, and get ready for that. And, but uh, you know, no one seems to to take the the, the artistic endeavours and and the things that make the world a brighter place very seriously. And and it's sad that you know the government are always cutting funding for for the arts and so forth, and, and that art is intrinsically looked down upon by people who are, are very much stuck in that sort of capitalist mindset. It's a real thing we're going to have to get to the bottom of, you know, sooner or later, because the way our world is going, we're getting increasingly automated in, like, you know, replacing people's jobs with machines. Yeah. As we get to that, the inevitable end point of that is that capitalism has to eventually go universal income's a thing, because, you know, there's not enough jobs. Well, that's what, you know, that's, that's what, what I know. It'd be good. It's, it's what happens in other, you know, there have been other countries where it's happened where they put universal income in. And you know what happens when you do universal income? People start creating shit and people on the whole are generally happier because they get to have creative outlets. Like, the more we all make jobs, the more we're going to need to be like, hey, it's okay to take some time and do a creative thing that might not make you money, but might emotionally fulfil you. I certainly hope that that is the way the future goes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, the thing that always gets me is it's so easy for, like, when it comes to creative jobs, it's so easy for people to go, um, I'm not going to support you, not going to support you, you're not going to make any money doing this. Soon as you make start making money doing a creative thing, all those people in your life are like, oh, that's fantastic, we'll support you. There's no support until you're already doing well at it. There's no belief in people that they can be that rare person who makes a living out yeah, of this Yeah, certainly stuff. there are exceptions to the rule, but the, generally that is my experience in the world. You know, for anyone who is that sort of creative uh, type, they're very often not given the, 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 the support they need to get sort of really where they want to go, and that can sadly cut people off, and, and people need a creative outlet. It's very important in life, and I think this is why you get a lot of uh, your disenfranchised people, because, that you know, that, that they've basically been told that all they are worth in life is how much can they generate for some manager or, or supervisor exactly. at some I, job that I, gives them no real satisfaction. Oh, exactly. Like, 
I used to be working in one of them budget supermarkets. Yeah. yeah. Did me absolutely nothing for me mental satisfaction. Yeah. It's why I started doing creative work on the side because I was like, I need to do something creative. And I wish that that had been encouraged in me, you know, when I was in education rather than me having to pick it up while I was in a dead end job that just wasn't satisfying me. Exactly, exactly. And then, of course, you have the, 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 the time issue. You know, uh, I, I imagine that while you were, while were trying to juggle both, you know, getting into a creative field and trying to do that uh, soulless uh, job, that you, you know, there was a, an aspect of I'm working myself ragged on this and still desperately trying to squeeze in all of that. Oh, exactly. And that's the thing is you don't, you know, if you make room for creative endeavours when kids are growing up, they don't have to squeeze it in that much. Like, if you make time in their lives where it's like, this is the time where we're going to encourage kids to be creative, it gives them time to learn those skills, you know, when they have time to spare. Absolutely, and we need to encourage children to be more creative and, 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 and you know, make more of themselves in that way. And then, on the other end of things, we need to respect artists and, you know, treat them, you know, we need to pay them for that work rather than treating uh, art or music as just a service. You need to make sure that the artists are being paid for, for what they're this, putting in. This is why I'm so happy that, like, Patreon's become a thing and we've yeah. at an age where people are like, yeah, I enjoy your thing, I want to support you continuing to make it, I will support you in your career. Yeah, and, and very often another thing I quite like about the Patreon method is that it can give you an opportunity to be creating and have people who don't necessarily have the funds to contribute financially to that Patreon. But then you will have other people who are able to put in more than enough to, to you know, cover other things that, yeah. that allows, you know, like everyone can enjoy this now because those people have contributed and, and, and that, you know, that is a, a, a service in itself. That sort of level of, of self-supporting system is, I think, much more... The world needs more of that, more of that encouragement. This is the thing. Like, I'm, I'm hoping that, like, now that we've had a generation that's grown up with this idea of, yeah. oh, if you enjoy the arts, support them. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, when they, that generation start having kids, they'll have that attitude to their own kids and go, oh, my kid wants to create something, I will support them. In much the same way that I supported creators I enjoyed previously. That's me hope. Maybe it's a bit pie in the sky, but it's what I hope. Yeah, this has been a good chat. It's always good catching up with you. It certainly is. Always love it chatting with you. Have, have a good evening. You too, you too. So, where can we find you on the internet when you're not doing this with me? Oh, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz most places on the internet. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. You can also find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. Uh, you can find me on Dice Funk, D&D podcast, 5th uh, edition podcast. I'm on seasons 3 and 4. If you listen to season 3, I don't turn up to late episodes in. They're all self-contained seasons and stories, so just jump in wherever you like. What about you? Uh, I am Janus Magnets on SoundCloud, where you might be listening to this. Uh, I can also be found on YouTube and Twitter as Maniac Janiac, and I will have my, hopefully have my Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition review up by the time this goes live. I enjoyed it, if you haven't guessed over the last couple of weeks. Woo! Heck! Anyway. Yeah, this is where I do the the goodbye bit. You said the thing uh, now? Yeah. Uh, Hope you enjoy your week, and until next time, be a stranger.